The city of Washington was built on a stagnant swamp some 200 years ago, and very little has changed. It stank then, and it stinks now. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. And that would be a quote from Lisa Simpson. Little Lisa Simpson. Uh, I believe in her uh, almost award-winning <laughs> essay, Cesspool on the Polomac. Polomac? Potomac. Potomac. I don't know what that word. Cesspool on the Potomac. I don't know what that word means. Potomac River. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I get it now. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. My name's Alan. I'm Greg. And uh, we're in season three, Greg. <sighs> Doesn't it feel great? It does. <laughs> it feels really great. We're out of the woods. We're out of the woods and uh, into the fire. Yeah, and uh, that's we're, a saying, right? We're in. Uh, we're in two. We're gonna we're talking about two really two, good episodes. Two great episodes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, first one, of course, the season three premiere, Stark Raving Dad, and the uh, second one, um, Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington, which is <laughs> just a great title for a. Episode. Oh yeah, it's great. Um, so we're in season three. We're, we did it. Holy shit! I don't know what to say. I, I don't. I mean, it's great. It's I, just, it feels so good to be here. It does. Um, and uh, as I, you know, before we watch these episodes, as I mentioned to you, it's a bit weird because I know these episodes so well. Yeah. That it's a bit different than when we watch seasons one and two. Uh, you know, episodes I watch. Like lesser than rarely, than the, if ever. yeah, than the the seasons three to eight, and um, so there's less surprises. Yeah, you know, it's, there's less of a like, oh, like I forgot about that, or like I forgot that this joke happened, or I forgot that this was the first appearance of blank. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's pretty much like we're in my wheelhouse, where I, you know, could tell you a lot about each episode yeah. without having watched it beforehand. But it was nice to watch them because they're very funny. So. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, it should be noted that the, uh, first episode of this season was actually produced for season two, Star Craving Dad. I didn't know that. Yeah. So it actually, uh, was going to be in season two, so it aired about a year after it was produced. Something like that. Um, so, uh, and something that, um, that you can kind of notice, but not really, like, I feel like... Um, Dan Castellaneta's uh, voiceover work for Homer has a pretty gradual change from Walter Matthau to the Homer we know today, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like you can definitely see the change between these two episodes, and it's because starting in season three is when he kind of really upped the, the more, like, I don't know, high-pitched uh, nature of Homer, I guess? More of a lovable, lovable oaf style than a... Then, then, like, kind of a, a buffoon, yeah, like a, a, a buffoonish head of a household, yeah. Right? Like he's got more of a like, oh no, kind yeah. of. Whereas, like, Walter Matho version is like, oh, this is bad. Yeah, yeah. What are we gonna do, gang? And it's, um, I, it's a lot. Like, he can be a lot more cruel with that voice, right? Like, there's moments of just like abject cruelty mm-hmm. in seasons one and two. I think Ethe was pointing them out quite a, quite well. That just don't really 
that are kind of like, ah. Yeah, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Please don't murder your children. Like, strangling Bart isn't as funny in seasons one and two. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, because I don't think he deserves it as much no. in seasons one and two. No. He certainly does in these ones. He ruins absolutely everything in, in this in this episode, right? Like, yeah, like Stark Raving Dad, it's all his fault. Yeah. It's all Bart's fault. <laughs> um, before we start delving into this first episode, yeah. um, we gotta do corrections and omissions. Corrections and omissions. Squeedly dudes. I got none. Do you have any? Just let, let's see how oh. long we can go. Okay. No, it's too I bad. Can't it's too I can't no, do it. I can't do it. It's too much. No, it's um, <laughs> uh, no, I, I have nothing. Great. I, I, I have nothing. So um, I mean, we're recording this before the last episode was uh, aired. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, so, so we'll, we'll we'll see. So maybe we'll get some like a, a whole flood of corrections and omissions for next episode. Who knows? Mm, yeah. Um, but I mean, we're starting to get in the. The wheelhouse of us knowing our shit, so. Yeah, this is this is where we can uh, start saying stuff. That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Couchboard gags. Couchboard gags. Uh, start craving dad. Um, I am not a dentist. <laughs> not a dentist. Which I like to think is because he tried to, like, extract yeah, someone's tooth. he tried to tooth. be a dentist. Yeah. yeah and it's like... And it's like, that's... You can't do that, Yeah, you're child. not to do that. <laughs> I'm not a dentist. <laughs> It'd be yeah. great if it was just like he was just like, "Am I a dentist? No, detention." <laughs> ah. You guys hate me. Um, well, they do. Um, yeah. And then, of course, the uh, couch gag is them sitting on the couch and it falls through the wall. Falls, yeah, it falls over backwards, which we've seen before, but this time the family goes through the wall, yeah. and creates uh, Simpson-shaped holes Simpson-shaped as the cartoons want. Yeah, and that's couchboard gags couchboard for that's gag. this episode. Sweet. And uh, yeah, so this is Stark Raving Dad. Um, Greg, why don't you tell us about this episode? What's it about? Uh, this episode is, um, well, the, the, there, there's, there's two things that are going on in this episode. Lisa is trying to get Bart to remember that it's her eighth, eighth birthday. Mm-hmm. And that's our B plot. Main plot, though, is, um, Bart, uh, puts his, uh, red hat in with the, the whites in the mm-hmm. laundry and turns it everything pink. Turns everything pink, including mm-hmm. Homer's shirts. So he has to go to work wearing a pink shirt. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Burns takes this to mean that he is a free-thinking anarchist, <laughs> um, and therefore brings in Dr. Marvin Munro to determine if he is sane or not. Right. Um, they have a simple twenty-six question questionnaire, mm-hmm. um, and uh, Homer tries to get Marge then Lisa, and then finally Bart to fill out the questionnaire for him. So really, when I said it's all Bart's fault, it's really Homer's yeah. fault that he just wouldn't yeah, sit and true. read it. Um, so Bart fills out the questionnaire, and he just acts as in, as is in his character and does yeah. it the easiest way and just checks off yes to everything, yeah. which means Homer is insane. Yes, uh, He is then immediately committed without any thought or anything like that. He then... Um, Gets a room at the New Bedlam Asylum, where his roommate is, quote-unquote, Michael Jackson. The King of Pop. That's right. Um, he then is revealed to be actually sane after a series of uh, encounters with uh, 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 characters that we have seen in various mental patient movies. <laughs> mostly One Flew Over the Cooker's yeah. Nest. And uh, Hannibal Lecter makes a few appearances. Yep. Um, and then... He gets out, he goes home, and Michael Jackson comes home with him. Uh, everybody in town thinks that Michael Jackson's coming, but it turns out he's just an overweight, mental bald guy. 
Yeah, and uh, so everybody hates Bart, including Lisa, because Bart forgot his birthday. Forgot her birthday because he was busy worrying about Michael Jackson. That's right. That's right. And so with Michael Jackson, quote unquote, Michael Jackson's help, um, we get uh, a wonderful Simpsons song, mm-hmm. uh, and it is Lisa's birthday present, and it ends all very, very well. And especially when Michael Jackson is revealed to be Leon Kompowski, <laughs> a bricklayer <laughs> from Jersey. <laughs> And that's it. Yeah, that's the episode. That's the episode. Yeah. Um, was this? This isn't the first original Simpsons song, is it? No, I'm trying to remember. No, take me to Mount Splashmore. That's right. <laughs> take me, take me, take me, take me now. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah. like real one. Yeah. Like, the Mount Splashmore one is like, this isn't actually a yeah. thing. It's, this it's is something that the writers joke, farted yeah. out totally. in half an hour. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. That this is Because there will be many more wonderful Simpsons originals to come, as uh, compiled in the, uh, was it the Songs in the Key of Springfield mm-hmm. album? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I guess this would be one of the very first Simpsons songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a great first. Yeah, in this episode, um, Michael Jackson does in fact guest star. Yes, in this episode under the guise of John J. Smith. That's right. He, like Dustin Hoffman before him, decided to use a pseudonym. Yeah. Um, and he had a bunch of other stipulations. Uh, Can we talk about this a little bit? Yeah, let's, let's get into it. So Michael Jackson was a fan of the show. Yeah, a fan of Bart. Of Bart specifically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so he contacted the uh, the writers or he wanted to make he wanted to write the right Bart a number one single. That's right. And uh, and then. They, you know, made a deal where he would guest star for an episode, but Michael Jackson had specific rules if he agreed to do so. Uh, one was to be credited under a pseudonym, mm-hmm. um, and the other was he would not do any of the singing. He would get a sound-alike to do the singing because, quote, I wanted to play a prank on my brothers. <laughs> God, what an asshole. <laughs> I... uh, and rest so, in peace and everything, yeah, but... But seriously, you're like, Come a on, dude. Um... <laughs> Fuck. And so it's not Jackson singing at all. No. In, so the, the yeah song. the character in the in the show is voiced by three people. Yeah, because at the end when he's Leon Kompowski, Hank Azaria voices him. Yeah, he's voiced by Hank Azaria, Michael Jackson, and Kip Lennon. Kip Lennon, yes. Um, who uh, actually did a lot of other Simpsons uh, singing bits as well. Really? Yeah. Um, just off the top of my head, uh, I'm checking in. The Betty Ford. Oh, really? Musical. He sings that bit. Um, I, I love Kip Lennon, then. Yeah, there's there's another one, too, that's that's pretty cool. Um, but anyway. Um, but yeah, so... <laughs> such a weird, like, thing for him to request, but, I mean, he was a weird guy. He wanted he wanted to make, like, make it, like, so his brothers... He wanted them he to, wanted them think, to think, think that it was Yeah, that, that he was, was actually singing, but it wasn't. So yeah. he could be like, oh... Gotcha! Yeah, on a it's not massive me. scale. <laughs> so weird, right? That is so stupid. It's another guy singing. That sounds like me. Isn't that weird? <laughs> no, <laughs> you're like, weird. Sure, Michael. I don't know. Why did you bring us here? <laughs> I don't like it at your farm. <laughs> your ranch. Neverland ranch. With all your toys. And... God, you're weird. <laughs> um, but that being said, 
Uh, I really like Michael Jackson's performance in this in this episode. Oh yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, like he, like he, he, he's got this like earnestness to his yeah to his voice. It's just yeah, like, he's you a good can tell character. He's, he's like enjoying voicing this character. Yeah, he's he's having fun and he's yeah. like and and there's actually like it's actually a character. Yeah, and he's not just like being Michael Jackson, right? Mm-hmm. He's just he's. He's being a mental patient who thinks he's Michael Jackson. Yeah, right. And I think we've probably talked about it, but that's you know a big issue in the later seasons is, is that, that the celebrities play themselves. Themselves, exactly. Yeah. And it's not interesting. And it's yeah. just like, oh, isn't this cool? This celebrity's here. That's not Homer cool. says hi to him. That's not um, cool. <laughs> no. You know what's cool? Mr. Bergstrom. Mr. Bergstrom. Leon Kampowski. Jacques. <laughs> Jacques. Hanks. Hank Scorpio. Scorpion. I mean, we can just name all of Mr. Scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Sideshow Bob, of course, it's, of course, yeah, it's, never forget him. Sideshow Cecil, uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, uh, but there but... there are there are times in the Golden Age where they use celebrities as themselves in very well, like good ways. I'd say, like what? Uh, Sideshow Luke Perry. Oh that's yeah, funny. that's amazing. <laughs> Uh, everything, everything the with crusty, the crusty gets canceled. Yeah, crusty gets canceled. Everything about that is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, because um, it makes sense because crusty's in the the business. In showbiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. it makes sense he would have celebrity. Uh, and they just they, they get really off the wall ones mm-hmm. too. Like, well, like the they got the big ones. They got like they got like uh, um, Johnny Carson, mm-hmm. which is crazy awesome so great um i remember the uh, i'm gonna just i'm gonna say all of this again when we do crusty gets canceled but i just really love the animation of johnny carson mm-hmm. just how like they get his uh like his his facial tics and yeah, like yeah. everything when he's just uh, down it's juggling a car <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to the greatest entertainer in the world except for maybe that guy <laughs> <laughs> oh man um <laughs> And I honestly didn't get it the first time I saw that. I was like, "Who is this guy? Yeah, yeah who's Johnny Carson? Yeah, it's just a just a weird superpower guy." Or... Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, who else was I going to say? Um, oh, uh, anytime they get any of the Beatles on. Oh yeah, that's that's great. phenomenal. Yeah, it's absolutely phenomenal. George Harrison. <laughs> yeah, it's been done. Oh my God, you're George Harrison. Oh my God, where did you get that brownie? There's <laughs> a plate of them over there. What yeah. a nice young man. Yeah. What a nice fellow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hung it on me wall. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like they, they kind of like the, the rest of the surviving Beatles had to do it after Ringo did it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if Ringo's We're not going to let him it. upstage us yeah. cartoon guest-wise. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so where do you think this episode really lands? Because we're in the golden age now. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where do you think this particular... Because it, it's interesting that it's made for season two. Yes. And I think that, uh, as we kind of touched on a bit in the previous episodes, uh, Lisa's Substitute is the best marker for the beginning of the Golden Age. I find, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just it's tough because it's like at the end of season two, so right. I'm never going to say like season two is a part of the Golden Age, yeah. but I think that episodes in season two uh, absolutely are, including uh, Lisa's Substitute... Um, I would say Three Men in a Comic Book, Blood Feud. Yeah. Probably some others. Uh, oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? Mm-hmm. I think that's a good one, too. Yeah. Um, and so Stark Raving Dad uh, is the the marker in my brain as the beginning of the Golden Age, just because it's the first episode of season three. But I do think it still is in that 
the wheelhouse of the season, the best season two episodes. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it, it does. Yeah. It does. Because it feels like the animation feels a little bit, um, just, just a tiny little bit clunkier than Mr. Lisa Goes to Washington. Yeah. Just, yeah. A, just a tiny little just bit. A, just a smidge. Um, but the, like, then again, it also feels a little bit better than season two episodes. Mm-hmm. And right? I think there's some in season three that I, I find the animations uh, weak. Uh, the specifically uh, when Flanders failed. When we get to that one, I think you'll notice. Yeah, animation's a little weird. Yeah. Um, specifically when Homer chokes on the burger. <laughs> if you remember <laughs> that bit. Yeah. Uh, well, we're um, we're about like season three is the end of the uh, Klasky Chupo era. Right. So that's right. we're we're almost out of the uh, the hun- the small Hungarian firm that could, <laughs> and into film Roman. In uh, yeah. season season four, which gives it the distinct look that mm-hmm. it's known that it's been known for for the rest of the entire run. Yeah, um, which I mean, it's it's why I usually like it's why I usually don't watch episodes of season three mm-hmm. as well. Like like if I'm gonna go back and watch the like great episodes of The Simpsons, I usually don't go back to season three. Right. I usually go back to season four. Hmm. And it's just like, yeah, watch right there. Watch Krusty gets canceled and Mr. Plow and mm-hmm. um, all sorts of other episodes like um, Mr. Well, Bypass, Lisa's first word. Oh, yeah. um, all of these ones are just fantastic. Great. It's a great season. Yeah. Um, but you go like like there's the animation is just is so so just a touch different, right? It it kind of changes a lot of your perce- perceptions on it. Yeah. Um, but like the the writing and the jokes and the and the references are all there mm-hmm. in season three. Like in this episode in particularly, I feel like it would be it would be the best episode of season two. Well, tied. Yeah, for the best it's, episode of season two. two. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like I, I really do. Yeah, I really really do. If it was put in with season two, I yeah. feel like it would almost like stand out mm-hmm. as like like just like Lisa's substitute stands out. Oh yeah. Um, only this one would stand out as the funniest episode. Yeah. Because it's hilarious. Oh, it's so funny. It's so funny. <laughs> um, everything Mr. Burns says in this episode <laughs> is classic Burns. Uh-huh. It's, it's fantastic. Um, one of your boobs in Sector 7G. Yeah. We get a, we a get a Smithers, Smithers drop there. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> excellent. These color monitors have already paid for themselves. <laughs> like, that's so, funny and weird like yeah. why does it matter that he's wearing a pink shirt it's a free thinking anarchist yeah <laughs> it seemed to indicate that he's a free thinking anarchist let's go pinky <laughs> um I also love when he takes a test back and he's like so did I pass <laughs> Mr. Burns is like <laughs> no <laughs> just so like you can tell he's just loving it he's just yeah like, oh. I was right I was, oh no! Yeah, now I can do whatever I want. So what do you say, Luann? Can we take me back? Ew, ew, no, ew, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love just like blunt stuff like that. Yeah, in the Simpsons. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> he's just loving every second of it. And there's two. In fact, in both these episodes that we watched, there's a good no joke. <laughs> Yeah, the Mr. Burns one, and then Mr. Lisa goes to Washington. It's when Bart hits the button in the airplane, and the, guy, the pilot goes, "No!" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's so 
his tone is just so like like whoa don't do that that's that's a bad move but it's not like he's not like panicked he's just like no um so al jean and mike rice mm-hmm. uh, reese, sorry, reese yeah. uh, wrote wrote this episode um yep. and, and they... for those of you playing two bad <laughs> neighbors bingo, bingo fuck you al, al jean. jean sucks <laughs> um <laughs> But uh, also because they take over as showrunners for season three. It's true. It's true they do. So I'm pretty sure. Um, I'm pretty sure Sam Simon is out now. I think so. No. Oh. No. No. Because um, he was like this was this was produced for season. Right. Season two. Produced for so season two. This would have been Sam Simon would would still be running the show at this point, and technically so would James L. Brooks and Matt Granning, but they didn't really do much. Sam Simon's a genius. <laughs> there you go. There's another bingo for you. Um, Center square. <laughs> um, oh, uh, I wanted to mention, too, so we talked about how Michael Jackson used a pseudonym, mm-hmm. John J. Smith, and then, of course, Dustin Hoffman used a pseudonym, Sam mm-hmm. Eddick. Um, and I guess after this episode, um, the producers made it a rule that if any celebrity wanted to guest voice, they had to use their real names. Because I think they were kind of like, I don't, I don't want to make this a thing. Yeah, we don't want this to be like a common occurrence where people are like trying to guess who the celebrity, like if it's actually a celebrity, yeah, and that kind of thing. They're just like, no, like we want to, we want to be able to credit them properly and just and use it in marketing. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's a huge deal. Yeah, for marketing. Yeah. Um, so this is also the episode that um, the Simpsons produced a new opening for. When it was about to, when it was going to go into a rerun. In oh, that's 19, right. In 1992, it's the uh, famous George Bush re- um, response. Yes. Episode. Um, we'll probably talk about that a little bit more when we actually see it because it's on the season four DVD. Right. Well, because basically what happened was um, George I, Bush had a had a speech. I have, I have a, I have a quote. I have the quote right here. It's like um, we want families to be more like the Waltons and less like the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, and so it was just a, it was just a little little tiny dig at the Simpsons because they were so popular. He's at making the time. a dig at American. He's like he's trying to trying to rally people for like yeah. quote unquote traditional American values. Exactly, and so he's, he's he's not necessarily disparaging the show by any means. He's just saying he. Uh, he's well, just no, saying, he, like, is. He, he, he is. He is. That's exactly what he's doing. I guess he's, so. He's disparaging the show by, like, because in the context by, of his right. speech on American values, he's saying we need to be less like the Simpsons and more like the Waltons, right? right. Which means that the Simpsons do not reflect... Are a bad influence. Yeah, Simpsons are a bad influence on the on, on the American family and do not reflect American values. Right. right? Yeah, that's um, fair. And so the showrunners, naturally, would take that as like, a, oh, okay... <laughs> um, fuck you, yeah. George Bush. Just wait until we get our hands on you. Yeah. Um, and to uh, to to paraphrase Paul Bettany from A Knight's Tale, they eviscerate him in fiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> that just happened. I don't. Uh, all right. You know what part I'm talking about? I, no, no, I've never seen that movie. You've never seen The Knight's Tale? I've never seen The Knight's really? Tale. <laughs> Start that guy from that movie, the the Dark Bishop. Uh huh. He played the jokester, Keith Ledger. Keith Ledger. Yeah. Um. He. <laughs> it's also got Alan Tudyk in it. That's right. Um, that's right. It's like the things I know about that movie are 
Heath Ledger. You mean who? Keith Ledger. Yeah. Um, it's got like modern rock songs in it. Yeah. But it's medieval. It's super weird. So it's really anachronistic. Yeah. Um, and the specific part where Alan Tudyk says, it's called a launch. Hello. Cause it was in the, in the trailer. trailer. Yeah. And cause I like him. Yeah. So when I found funny. out it was him, I was like, ah, oh, it's. I'm surprised it's you've never seen it. It's really good. All right. Yeah. It's a really fun movie. How does it rate on the Heath Led- the Keith Ledger scale from Nicholas Nickleby to Dark Knight? <laughs> um, I'd say The Patriot is about not five. Yeah, I, so. it's above The Patriot. It's above The Patriot, yeah, right? It's, it's, Below The Dark Knight, It's above The Patriot. Um, it's probably... Um, it's probably like... Yeah, just above the Patriot, but below Brokeback Mountain. Okay. Yeah. What about Ten Things I Hate About You? <laughs> oh, that's a better one. That's yeah. a better one. It's it's between it's between the Patriot and Ten Things okay, I Hate right. About You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right in there. Right. Perfect. It's actually a really good movie. That, that, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's fun. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, speaking of knights. Yeah. Tales. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's. I can't segue from that. Uh, reference desk? <laughs> Let's go to the reference desk. So we mentioned a couple. Um, one Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm-hmm. Um, they they mention, uh, of course, the biggest one is the chief. Yeah. Uh, which is might be one of my favorite jokes oh, yeah. in this season. Yeah. I think it's just, it's so funny. It's so clever. <laughs> That's chief. This is the chief. He's... <laughs> It's been here since like what 1962 or something. I think they they reference it 19. They say like 1960 something, and I'm pretty sure that's the year the book was published. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, never never says a word, never moves a muscle. No Hi chief. Why. Hi chief. Hello. <laughs> and then people rush around him, start taking notes. Like, oh my god, like what is this? And it's like it's about time someone reached out to me. <laughs> Perfect. It's so great. Just it's a perfect joke. Yeah. Uh, it's not the it's not the only time that that character will be referenced in the uh, That's in right. Simpsons. Um, Duffless? No. No. Bar- Barney. Uh, it's in a Simpsons clip show. Right. When, right. When, when he's he, in the hospital, when he gets blown up, and um, and Barney smothers, Barney smothers him, him, and then jumps out the window, throws the throws pulls the, the, yeah, the pulls the sink out. And, the the and fountain, the water fountain. Yeah, right. Yeah, pulls the water fountain out and throws Smashes it and window. runs out the. And it's the exact same That's shot. What the chief does. It's shot for shot the ending of one flew of the movie. Of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a great movie if you haven't seen it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's um, Milo's Foreman. Um, yeah, who has made several really great movies, including Amadeus. Did you that know is, that? That is a great movie. Yeah, he, I like that movie. Yeah, he's best like, picture winner. And well, he's. He's yeah, he he made that one, which mm-hmm. won Best Picture, and yeah. one for the Cooker's Nest, which also did won. it win Best Picture as well. Yeah, I couldn't remember. It's one, it's the that one, Silence of the Lambs, and it happened one night. Are the only three movies to win the oh, top all, prizes, all the prizes in their right. respective fields: uh, screenwriting, acting, actress, directing, picture. Right. Yeah. Nice. Fun fact. Fun fact. <laughs> yeah. And of course, uh, Silence of the Lambs also gets a reference. Yeah, and little this, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, a little Hannibal Lecter cameo and... uh, twice. He, yeah. he appears twice, just hanging um. out, just like playing cards. <laughs> yeah, even though he's in a straight jacket and that mask, <laughs> and the mask thing. Yeah, the Bane mask. Um, it's the Hannibal Lecter mask. No, it's Bane mask. The Bane mask doesn't cover all of your face. 
Quid pro quo, Clarice. Let me grieve being the lamb stops screaming. (laughs) I'm having an old friend for dinner. Hello, Senator. Love the suit. (laughs) When your little girl is on the slab, where will it tickle you? Oh man, that, that needs would, to be made. That'd be great. Just, <laughs> just a literal remake yeah. of Silence of the Lambs. Everything the same except just now Tom it's Hardy Bane. Made. Yeah, <laughs> I would watch that movie. I would absolutely watch that movie. It'd still be a good movie. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Um, uh, we also get a uh, a small cameo from Floyd from Rain Man in the mental hospital. He's the one who can. Mentally calculate numbers. I don't remember Floyd. He was just in the the like the same mental institution as Dustin Hoffman's oh, okay. character. Okay. When Tom Cruise comes to collect him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, America's Funniest Home Videos. That's right. Yeah. Uh, baby with the, a nail yeah. gun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what was the first one? Someone get on on fire. On they're, fire? they're all violent. Yeah. They're all super violent. <laughs> uh, Dad, do you hear voices? Okay. Yes, I'm hearing one right now. I'm trying to watch TV. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um, and of course, shut up, or I'll shut you up. <laughs> do you have a sudden outburst of anger? Yeah. yeah. Uh, of course, we have like a whole bunch of references to Michael Jackson's career. Of course, um, including, of course, Beat It, Thriller, um, the. The just ja- the, the Jackson family. He sings Billie Jean, mm-hmm. um, the Moonwalk. Uh, yeah, he sings Ben and uh, Bubbles. Bubbles, yeah. It's chimpanzee. He's a little stuffed chimpanzee. Yeah, that he holds in his arms. It's gonna be a long, long night. night, Bubbles. Yeah. And uh, he also mentions how uh, the reason he came to the mental institution is because he was mad that his Off the Wall album only got one stinking Grammy nomination. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess the the producer said they heard, or the writer said they heard that he he was upset about that. Yeah. So they're like, so they decided to add that in. It's funny. It's great. It's funny that yeah. he's able to laugh at himself. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, one of the reasons why I appreciate Michael Jackson's performance because mm-hmm. like a, there's there's quite a few jokes that are at his his expense. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Which are like, and it's like, yeah, he he must be kind of self aware. Yeah, I think he is. Like, I think he, and I think that. It, it might even be that he's he's not seeing them as digs at himself. He's just like, oh yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, that is what I do. Yeah. So it's like, I so don't, even though the Simpsons writers may be like trying to like tease him a little bit with it, he's he doesn't see it he that just way. Owns so it. that's why he's yeah, that's hey. why he just owns it. Yeah. Well, that that makes even more sense actually. Like a guy like him is like, why would I be embarrassed about anything? Yeah. Yes, I have a pet monkey named Bubbles. What yeah. of it? Why, why don't you? Yeah. You're the weird one. <laughs> You're just mad you don't have one. Yeah. <laughs> Because like if you're if like he says it uh, when he was ten he's like I had six gold records mm-hmm. right which is I think I don't because he was part of the Jackson Five right right so yeah. like they had a bunch yeah so that makes sense yeah um, <clears throat> so <clears throat> it's it, it's it's very it's very interesting to to see like uh, a celebrity like that kind of like just you know go out and own their uh, public image mm-hmm. right and be like yeah I know what I'm like yeah. This is this is it. Deal with it. It's fine. I'm fine with it. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. 
But, uh, I mean, the other great thing about the oh, episode is... The, the, sorry, there's the oh. other one. There's the other one. Oh, right, we're still at the reference desk. Yeah. Sorry. Um, the, the song uh, Crazy by Patsy Oh, Clark. yeah. Oh, yes. I think this is the first hold music joke on the show. What? Hold music joke? Hold music? Yeah. Call somewhere and it's like, please hold. Oh, yeah, hold. And yeah. then some kind of music yeah. apt for their situation. You're on the, you stay on the line. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. this one is Crazy by Patsy yeah. Klein. Um, there's the one. Oh, in... I just love that. And Marge just starts <laughs> crying. crying. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's one where Homer, like, loses Maggie. And yeah. he calls a thing and it's like, he's like, baby, come back. <laughs> You can play it all. Oh, there's one where it's like, and the cats in the cradle yeah. with a silver spoon. They do that one too. Um, one in one of the trios of uh, horror horror ones is when the clown, evil clown, mm-hmm. evil crusty clown doll, mm-hmm. he calls the hotline. He's like, "Your clown troll's trying to kill me." He's like, "Please hold." It's like everybody loves a clown, so why don't you? <laughs> I love those jokes. Yeah, they're so great. And I think this is the first instance of the, of that. And it's great. It's it's just a it's just a really great way to use a pop culture reference, um, but also fill up your show with as many jokes as possible, mm-hmm. right? Because they don't have to do that. They, no. they didn't have to put that in there. It's not related to the plot and it, at all, no. right? They could just like they could just move from that, moved on from that beat. But they wanted to make the show really, really just dense with so many jokes that it's just. Overflowing and holds up to rewatching, right? Yeah. Um, I've seen this episode over a dozen times now, mm-hmm. and I still laugh mm-hmm. at most of the moments, most of the beats, because it's just like the background in the mental institution is just chock full of stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, there's nurse, there's nurse Ratched mm-hmm. behind the desk, mm-hmm. right? Um, from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest again, right? Yeah. And it's just. It's just great. And then there's this weird one. I, I had to look this up because there's the shot of the of the crowd that awaits that's awaiting Michael Jackson. And there's a guy holding the sign John three sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell <clears throat> is that? And apparently it's a guy named Roland Stewart who was famous for holding a similar sign at sporting events. Yeah, I always knew John 316 as a thing at wrestling events specifically. Yeah. But I guess it's probably at all sporting events, but it's I always thought it had to was, do with a wrestler. He was, yeah, he was he was best known for wearing a rainbow-colored afro-style wig and later holding up signs reading John 316 at stadium events, uh, stadium sporting events around the United States and overseas in the 1970s and 80s. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and he was arrested in 1992 after a standoff in a California hotel um, during which he entered a vacant room with two men he was attempting to kidnap and surprised a maid who then locked herself in the bathroom. Jeez. He was doing this because he believed that the rapture was due to arrive in six days. Weird. It did not. <laughs> oh, phew. <laughs> yeah. Let me just check yeah. my watch. Oh, yeah, no, we're And good. he it's is currently serving three consecutive life sentences in prison on kidnapping charges. Oh, boy. Uh, He's got a... And this was in 1992, so this was a... This this happened. Like, <laughs> like this this was something that already happened. Yeah. Um. By the time this episode... Aired. No, it's not, because the original air date was 91. 
September 19th, 1991. That's right. Hmm. Well, interesting. That's that's all fine. Yeah. Um, that's... Is that the I reference desk? I think that's it for the reference desk. That one got a little deep. Yeah. Yeah. A little weird. But I'm, I'm glad I know it. that. It's, oh, was that, was that agoraphobic guy a reference to anything, do you, do you think? I feel like it must have been. Was it... Was he from One Through Little Cooper's Nest? I think so. Yeah? Yeah. I think he was one of the mental patients. Yeah. That wasn't that Danny the Vito or Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one of my favorite jokes in the episode, by the way, is that whole sequence. Oh, yeah? Agoraphobic. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I just couldn't, couldn't, uh, just couldn't, couldn't go outside. I just couldn't. Was Why the not? door locked? Was <laughs> the door locked. <laughs> he's like, no, I just couldn't face what was out there. Was it raining? <laughs> no! And he's like, Homer... He suffers from agoraphobia, uh, fear of uh, large spaces and crowds or whatever. Please go on. Like, Thank you. Um, so one day, I just, I, I just couldn't, uh, couldn't get in my car. Were you out of gas? <laughs> and then, yeah, and then it's just silence as the nurse like glares at Homer, and he just like waits and goes, "Baby." <laughs> it's such a great Homer joke. Um, uh, the. My my favorite my favorite joke in this one since we're, I think we're doing favorite jokes now yeah why not um, I think it would probably have to be um, when uh, Marge says I always said that you kids would drive your father to the crazy house yeah you, you said, said poor, poor house. house I said crazy house poor house crazy house poor house I said crazy house <laughs> Yeah, that's a good. That's a good Marge joke. Yeah, she, she rarely gets to go off the off kilter like that. Yeah, that's I funny love when it. she does. Yeah. I love it. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so let's uh, let's talk about the the B plot because we haven't really touched mm-hmm. on that. It's kind of the heart of the episode. Is yeah. The whole, uh, you know, and this is a good precursor to like Lisa on Ice, mm-hmm. which is you know home or sorry uh, Bart and Lisa's relationship mm-hmm. being showcased. Um, which happens rarely, mm-hmm. I would say. But when it does, it's really effective. Um, and yeah, basically, it's like you said, she it's her birthday, and Bart always forgets, so she like makes a point to be like, don't forget this time or I'll be really hurt. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, with all the confusion, he does end up forgetting, so she's really sad. And then uh, Michael Jackson helps him write a song to her, and it, it solves everything. And it's a really nice song. It is a very nice song. Yeah. I like it. Lisa, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Lisa. Yeah. Um, one of the, the the main reason why he doesn't uh, remember her birthday is because of Michael Jackson mm-hmm. coming to town, and he <laughs> he gets carried away with it, and he has to and he, and he makes that phone tree call, mm-hmm. which I think because I, I I would be remiss if I didn't bring this up because we were talking about no jokes, right? Good no jokes, yeah. and Millhouse's only line. In the entire episode, <laughs> is Milhouse, can you keep a secret? No. Oh well, who cares? Michael Jackson's coming down. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Yeah. Michael Jackson. He says no, and Michael Jackson. That's it. It's so funny. What was? What does Krusty say? And and Enid or something? And and Bella. And Bella. Hold on, I can call on the other line. Michael Jackson! <laughs> Something like that. Uh, that's a good playing with expectations joke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the big, like, the big uh, grid of people. Yep, yep. You see uh, Mrs. Winfield's in there? That's right. Yeah. 
She's still alive and kicking. Yeah, pretty much everyone. Season four. Um, so, uh, how do you think this one like sort of holds up with the best of Bart and Lisa's story? Um, like Lisa on Ice. Yeah, like I think Lisa on Ice is the epitome. I mm-hmm. think that's the one I would name the best uh, sibling love episode. Mm-hmm. Um, just for that montage at the end. It's just so great. Where they reminisce about Lisa's first word is really good, too. That's true. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, you're wrong, but it's a good point. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> we made it this far without getting in a fight. That's it. I'm that's, done. I was, I was getting it, it, itchy for it. I'm done. I'm out. Um, all right, so Greg quits. Um, but yeah, I think I think this one is uh, another one that like really sticks out in my brain as a good Lisa... Bart episode. I like how it, it doesn't go... It doesn't make it the focus of the episode. Yeah, like, and I think that's... so. Like, There's a lot going on in this episode. There's a lot. And I oftentimes when I think of this episode, I don't first think of, oh, right, it's got that great Lisa's birthday song at mm-hmm. the end. I think, oh, it's the Michael Jackson one. It's really funny. Um, it's another example of the two plots coming together yes, perfectly. Yes, in, a, in a good way and not an arbitrary yeah. or uh, forced way. Um... But yeah, uh, final thoughts on this episode? I mean, I don't think it's the best episode of this season. Yeah. But it's damn good. It's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, it's going to be tricky to, to yeah. name our favorite Because honestly, it's going to be like, from, na- from now until, well, the end of season eight, yeah. really, it's going to be like, what do you rate this yeah. out of ten? Like all uh, of nine point. Five? Yeah, I don't know. 9.6? <laughs> Solid 10 Gotta get 10. down to, like, decimals yeah, here. Yeah, 9.324. Yeah. Whereas the other one is 9.237. Yeah, so you be the judge. Yeah. <laughs> really. Like but, it. yeah. Um, oh, uh, Michael Jackson also wrote the song Do the Bart Man. Yeah, that was the big single that he wanted to write yeah. for Bart. Which is weird. It's not good. No, I don't like it. But it was a number one single. It was. Was that uh, released on the jazz album? Or was it released on the Simpsons Sing the Blues? I don't know. Studio You're the only one I know who has those albums. Or I don't who even... Had, who had I, them. Yeah, I, I used to. Yeah. I had Simpsons Sing the Blues, I had Songs in the Key of Springfield, and I had the Yellow Album. And I don't remember what was on all of them. Obviously Simpsons Sing the Blues is actually like original songs. Mostly original right? songs, yeah. That's the weirdest thing I've ever Sisters heard. Are Doing It For Themselves is a cover. That Patty and Selma sing Lisa. Well, it's mostly Lisa who sings it, but then Patty and Selma like have little cameos. It's I mean, so, that, it's so bizarre, man. That must have been fun for the actors to I do. Think but it would be actually we we should do like a bonus episode. Holy we listen, shit! Listen to Simpsons sing the blues. Well, you and, know, like, talk we, about each... we do have like a we do have like a set limit on our on how far this podcast can go as far as episodes. That's right. So, like, anything that we can do to, you know, prolong <laughs> the the inevitable short of, ending. Short of interviewing short of, yeah, the sh- cast. Short of interviewing. By the way... Can we get some t-shirts? Can we get some fucking t-shirts? <laughs> graining if you're listening. Matt that'd be great. Get some t-shirts. Yeah. That's all I want. I mean, I'm sure you got some. Like, we would really love to, you know, talk to... Not Al Jean, but no, we would like no, to talk to maybe Matt Groening. Yeah. 
I mean, to be fair, I would absolutely talk to LG. I would, yeah. I would, <laughs> For whatever sure. reason, he's like, yeah. yeah, I'm in Calgary. I'll come to your your house. Stupid <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you have like a studio or something? No, no, just, just record somewhere. on a on a microphone in a in a, lit, in a kitchen. <laughs> Mostly. Mostly, yeah. Sometimes a basement. Yeah, you know, boathouse studios. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes a boathouse studios when it's available. That's right. Yeah. It's a busy, it's a, a busy app. schedule. Yeah, yeah there don't, can't always get us booked in. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyway, that's uh, that's that episode. Shall we move on to the next? Mister Lisa goes to Washington. Oh, sorry, I mispronounced that. Worcestershire. Sorry, Mister Lisa goes to Worcestershire. <laughs> no, sorry. No, try again. <clears throat> Mister Lisa goes to Washington. Washing tarp. I'm so sorry. Who are you? I'm so sorry. What's um, happening? Mr. Lisa goes to Washire. Washire? Washington. Gloucester. Gloucestershire. Um, Gloucester. Mr. <laughs> Buckingham. Buckingham Palace. Mr. Lisa goes to Buckingham Palace. Rivers. <laughs> the ride. Um, Richard III. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. What are we doing? I don't know. Okay. So this episode... King Lear! <laughs> this episode is a Elisa-centric episode. I'd yeah. Say. I mean, her name's in It's also family. one of the first, possibly the first, The Simpsons Go to Blank mm. episodes. Yeah, that's right. In this case, it Washington, D.C. It is the first. Yeah, because they've traveled before, but not as a family. Yeah, and not family. to a real place. That's right. They went to Capital City. That's right, yes. Yeah. Um, also, this episode is actually written by George Meyer. Oh, nice. Which doesn't happen very often. Yeah. Um, and also, this is the episode where Al Jean and Mike Reese take over. That's right. Because this is technically yeah. the... Is it the first produced for season three? I don't know. Do you see the production code there? Uh, I'll tell you. 8F01. It's 3F. No, it's 8F. 8F01. Oh, one, yeah. So it's first produced for season three. Yeah. So, um, there you go. Yeah. Um, there you go. Oh, and also, uh, this is the first instance, I'd say, of, uh, the Simpsons canon falling up on itself. Not in this episode, but because of this episode. Because Marge flies on a plane. Oh, that's right. Ah, that's right. Which that's we find right. out in season seven, I want to say, I think Marge's so. Fear of Flying, yeah. Yeah. that she is not a good flyer. That's right. She is not. Let me off, 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 let me off. What's wrong, Marge? Gas? Is it gas? Gas? Gassy? Is it gas? It's gas, isn't it? <laughs> it's gas. I want to get off the plane. <laughs> well, I'm asking you nicely to let me off the plane. Um, but yeah, we'll just that's... get you doped up real good. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's a great episode. Yeah, I but love it, that but it, that's that's something that always irked me when I watched it. I really, like, they've they've flown on but planes many times, before. or at least once before. I remembered. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, couchboard gags. Couchboard gags. Pitwads are not <coughs> free speech. The reason I want to bring this one up is because it actually ties in to the you the, know the very the, end of the episode, the theme of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, and it's um. 
It's about, of course, like speaking your mind and mm-hmm. um, don't be afraid to call sh- people. Follow your dreams and all that. Keep sort of reaching thing. for the rainbow. Yeah. All Will there stuff. ever be a Will rainbow? Will there ever be a rainbow? Uh, couch board, couch gag. Sorry. Um, the family sits. Then Homer pulls out Santa's little helper from his butt. Yeah, he sat on the dock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Classic comedy. Yeah, that's that's, that's um, that dog should be dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. What a sad oh, day man. that would be. So I was at a uh, wedding yesterday. Yeah, and um, is, is there a dead dog? It was, no, 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 no. Okay, go on. It was at the it was at the Saskatoon farm. Have you ever been there? Mm, is it in Saskatoon? No, Saskatchewan? no, 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 no. It's just by Okotoks. Which is kind of redundant, I know, but it's yeah. named the Saskatoon Farm because they mainly Saskatoon farm Saskatoon berries. berries. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so I have we, not been. It's really great. Okay. It's a really great place, and they have this like nice reception hall there. Mm-hmm. And we went in and we sat down, and there's like it's a it's a working farm, so there's like sometimes there's animals running around, sure. but mostly like cats, <laughs> right? There's a couple of cats running around. There was a kitten, oh, tiny little kitten, nice. and a couple of tiny little dogs, Aww. just like puppy dogs, like that were, well, not puppies, they were just small dogs, small and they dogs, were, yeah. ob- like, one of them was obviously, like, 15 years old, oh, geez. and it was like, oh, you're the cutest dog ever. <laughs> Do you know um, what breed they were? Uh, it was, um, it was a, I think it was like a terrier poodle cross of okay, some kind. Yeah. yeah, it was a mutt. It was yeah, it was yeah. it was a really they were as farm dogs yeah. often are. Yeah, and like this mutt was just the cutest thing, and it loved people, right? Mm. And so when we were sitting, was his name Shia LaBeouf. It was Lucy. Oh, yeah. And so when Did we get my were reference? no Indiana yeah, Jones and King of the Crystal Skull. Oh yeah, his great. name is Mutt. Yeah, great. Anyway, Stupid name. Go on. Anyway, um, so we were we're sitting down. We're about to eat our like we're 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 about to like get called up to, you know, get our buffet, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and before we do, this dog just, like, runs in and jumps up onto the bench that we're sitting on and just, like, love me. <laughs> and, and it's like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> um, cool with that. And so it just sat with us the entire night. That's awesome. This dog that just sat, I wanted to take it as a party favor. Mm-hmm. Did they allow that? They didn't. Oh. But they gave us Saskatoon Berry Jam. Oh, nice. So that was nice. You have some on your toast this morning? I didn't have toast this morning. Oh. What I ate during oh, the, our episode, that was... The Greek food? That was my... That was your breakfast? Yeah, that was the dinner. first thing I ate. Was your brunch? I ate today. Fair enough. So that was my weekend. Great. How was yours? Oh, it was fine. Yeah? <laughs> Good. Played some poker. Did you? Yeah. Did you win? No. Who won? Uh, uh, Aussie Greg. Oh, other Greg. Yeah, your your double, or not doppelganger, but your uh, my Southern Hemisphere doppelganger. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's a good thing you weren't there because you guys can't be in the same room together. It's true. We yeah. will explode. <laughs> this is called a paradox. All right. So yeah, um, Mr. Lisa goes to Washington. Yeah. Where were we? What about it? We just did our couch board game. Right. So this episode. Let me tell you about the plot, Greg. Yes, please. Because yeah, so I'll nicely. tell you if you're right or not. Okay. Um, <laughs> Homer develops a uh, uh, liking to the uh, Reader's Digest magazine. Reading Digest. What did I say? <laughs> no, it's 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 a Reader's Di- it's it's Reader's Digest, but they call it Reading Digest. Oh, I see. Right. Yes, yeah. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, it's very similar words. Um, yeah, Reading Digest. So uh, you know, that's the 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 seed. That he then finds a thing about an essay contest, which gets you a free, uh, all-expenses-paid trip to Washington, D.C. Yeah. 
And then he finds out it's just for kids or whatever. And so then Lisa decides to try her hand at it, write an essay about uh, why America's great, basically. Uh, her essay wins for the region or whatever, this Springfield, I guess. And so she gets to go to Washington, D.C. to read it at the national level or whatever, um, where you could win a bunch of money. Ten grand. Ten grand, that's right. Give her the check. Um, and, yeah, so they go to Washington, D.C., and uh, Lisa, in, you know, loving America and going to visit different monuments and things, uh, goes to the... Who was it? Congressman? No, or... the memorial that she goes to about the moth girl. Oh, well, they, she visits she, she visits the congressman first. Bob Arnold. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's like for a photo op. Yeah, that's how she knows who it is. Right, right. right. And she goes to the fictional Winifred Beecher Howe <laughs> that's right. memorial. Um, the one of uh, a strong feminist in the uh, 1910 mop uprising. That's right. She was also featured briefly on the very unpopular 75 cent piece. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, and so while she's there, she witnesses the senator taking a bribe to like cut down congressman. Some Sorry, the congressman. Congressmen are garbage. Oh, senators, senators are, okay. are pure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't as, know much about you. No, politics. as we see in this episode. Okay. Yeah. Right. So see, she loses is, her faith. The thing is, congressmen have to run for re-election every two years, mm. whereas senators have to run for re-election every six. That means they are three times better than congressmen. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. See, <laughs> it's simple math, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, she loses her faith in, like, Isn't America. Isn't stupid, though? I guess, I don't At know. one time or All another. All politics are stupid Congress to me. Congress is always going to be campaigning. How, like, how are you supposed to get things done in two years? Isn't that dumb? Oh. Let me tell you about the, the deficit shuffle. <laughs> About <laughs> the budget gap. It's about the trade gap. Um, yeah, so Lisa loses her faith in democracy. She rewrites an essay that basically just like calls out how shitty and uh, exposes Bob exposes Arnold. Bob Arnold as and a, it is called uh, <laughs> cesspool on the Potomac. Potomac. Yes, thank you. That we heard an excerpt from at the beginning of this episode. Correct. And uh, of course, she doesn't win because. No it's, one's gonna. Yeah, it's inflammatory a, yeah. anti-American rhetoric. They're gonna award it to USA AOK. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then uh, and that's it. That's pretty much it. It's just she loses faith, but then when she exposes him in her essay, uh, he ends up getting like impeached or whatever. Well, because one of the Senate pages contacts a senator mm -hmm. who is three times better than a congressman. Yes. And he says a little girl is losing her faith in democracy. Good. Good lord. <laughs> And they fix everything in yeah. an hour. You work fast. I work for Uncle Sam. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great little montage. Yeah, it's so funny. I want to drill oil in Teddy Roosevelt's head. I don't know. Opens a briefcase. Teddy who? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> but yeah, that's the episode. So, uh, what do you think? Did you like it? Oh, I've always loved this episode. Great. Yeah. I, I think this is a this is a great episode. And um like George Meyer hates authority. <laughs> um 
and this is a quote uh, he said about the uh, about about his ep- about this episode. Uh, he said he has a deep suspicion of so st- uh, of social institutions and tradition in general. Uh, so <laughs> there's that. <laughs> um, uh, oh boy! Um, apparently, it wasn't that funny. Mm-hmm. The script. Mm-hmm. Um, because Gene and Reese commissioned six or seven rewrites to make it funnier. Oh boy! Yeah, um, but it ki- it still keeps its biting satire. Yeah, which is great, especially in Lisa's uh, hallucinatory sequence. Oh yeah, yeah, with the, on with the, the pigs on the steps of yeah, the yeah. Capitol building, <laughs> and like those the fat cats, cats yeah. and they're scratching each other's backs, and then the pig going to the trough of money and mm-hmm. eating all the money, and then wiping its mouth with the American flag. Yeah, um, which always reminds me of Pink Floyd's album Animals. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, similar sense. similar themes yeah. and ideas. Yeah, um, Simpsons gets to the point a lot quicker. Well, yeah. <laughs> Doesn't have a 19-minute guitar riff. Yeah, that just there's not even notes, just sustain. <laughs> I'm saying it like I don't like that album a lot. I oh, really I like love, that album. I love that album, yeah. It's really great. I mean, who else but Pink Floyd could get away with releasing a five-song album <laughs> and charging full price for yeah. it? Yeah, well, because the length is the same. Yeah, it's, it's an hour. <laughs> but what, like the thing is, two of the songs are a minute and a half. The Pigs on the Wing parts 1 and 2. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the, the two bracket songs are just like, oh, that was nice. <laughs> They're just bookends. They're just like... What is it? Uh, dogs, pigs, three different ones, and sheep. Sheep, yeah. yeah. Not flattering animals. No. To call somebody. Nope. No. No. Or you could be a skunk! <laughs> <laughs> ah, you're a smelly skunk. <laughs> So yeah, that, that's that's actually a really good observation. That's kind of like yeah, we should do a Pink Floyd podcast. We really shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that would be just the worst. Yeah, um, there's only like four albums I like of theirs. So apparently, the the of course the the title of the episode, if we want to go to the writer's desk, there we go. We're there. All right. Fantastic. That was a good trip. Um, so, <laughs> the at title, the reference course, desk here, the title is a reference to Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, that classic Jimmy Stewart, Smith, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy Stewart later, film. Later to be remade by Mel Gibson. Correct. Correct. <laughs> All in favor, say die. <laughs> and uh, so Jefferson you stabbed Smith, the president with an American flag. I bet you didn't see that coming. <laughs> I'm the president of the United States, and I. <laughs> uh, season eleven. I know. Good episode. It's. I would. I would say good, not great. That's why I said not great. I, I you, said good. I know. I'm just making sure. Yeah. Because there's that. There's 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 that there's that really great joke. Robert Downey Jr. is making a movie, uh, and he's getting. I don't see any cameras. Shoot, where are the cameras? Yeah. yeah. Shoot out with the police. It's definitely an episode that reminded me of what we talked about earlier about celebrities playing themselves. Mm. Like, oh yeah, Mel Gibson is just himself rather than a character. And while I like a lot of the stuff in the episode, could have been better. The dog with the shifty eyes. <laughs> Make the entire first 15 minutes in fast motion. <laughs> 
Um, so, like, the whole idea of Mr. Smish goes... Myth, the bit, the Mr. Bit, Smish. Mr. Smish. Mr. Smish. Mr. Smith goes to Washington as Jefferson Smith comes to Washington. He's very idealistic and patriotic. And then he's like, oh, my God, we're corrupt. Yeah. So a similar plot similar to this plot. episode, yeah. Yeah. Um, and what else do we have? Of course, we have a bunch of uh, references to uh, Washington itself. Yeah. With like the American landmarks. Yeah. And the American presidents, Lincoln, the statue, um, and uh, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the lonely old Thomas yeah. Jefferson. I know why you're here. Lincoln Memorial was too busy. <laughs> Wait. Please don't go. Uh, Watergate. So Watergate Hotel, yeah. Watergate. You see there. Um, and, of course, we have uh, Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore. We have the uh, Washington Monument. The Washington Where... Monument. National Air and Space Museum with the Bart and Spirit of St. Louis. Yeah. Um, the White House itself. Um, the Oval Office. Yeah. And Barbara our Bush. first appearance of the first family. <laughs> first Lady Barbara Bush. And uh, President of the United States. George H.W. George H.W. Bush. Yeah. Is that to make my bosses happy? Your bosses, sir? Yeah. All 250 million of them. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> yes. And he'll be back. He'll be back in <laughs> glorious fashion. In oh, season eight, man, season seven, seven, right? Sorry, I'm not going to tell you again. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to <laughs> if I keep forgetting. Um, season seven's amazing. It is, yes. Uh, Second only to season eight. The scene mentioning that I love, I love when they find George, or sorry, Barbara Bush, like in a bath. <laughs> It's just like, do you mind? Barbara Bush. Like, oh, we've got those damn badges. <laughs> Very well. This tub was built in 1980 or whatever. 1842. 1842. Thank you. It was installed in 1842. <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, what else? You had any other references? Uh, apparently, uh, the piano playing guy is a reference to somebody. I, I'm not. I'm not familiar with who. Um, <laughs> uh, at the time of airing, there were indeed only two female senators. Um, yeah, you're sharp. Yeah. Uh, and we are going. And then, of course, we have the um, this reference to uh, Bush's. Um, uh, this is like the only time that Bush appears in like a positive way because hmm. it was or even like even though it's satirical it's yeah. like it's it's like even close to a positive way right um, because he appears many more times and uh -huh. that's post Walton's reference right 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 because uh, it's like like the the two bad neighbors one and of course when Marge is like they go to the welfare office when's that I don't remember that. I'm I'm pretty sure it's like Marge gets a job. Oh, yeah, at the power plant. No, no, it's like it's. I think it might be the 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 Red Blazer Realty one. Oh, Realty Bites. Yeah, Realty Bites. Um, and she says, "I feel like such a crook." And then H. W. Bush is there, and it's like, "Don't worry about it. it gets easier every week." <laughs> and then the whole family just like points at him and smiles, and like, "Yeah." <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Super weird. 
Like, very. Um, but that's, yeah. that's the only time it is, he'll It appear. is great how there's, like, this weird little rivalry between the Simpsons and the Bushes. Because yeah. there's a there's a whole Barbara Bush thing, too. Um, I can't remember when that happens. The letter? Or yeah. What? Well, well, Marge Simpson, the character, writes a letter to mm-hmm. Barbara Bush mm-hmm. because of a comment she made. Yeah. Um, she makes... She says she said it. She says it in an offhanded way that it was like the dumbest thing she ever saw. Right. She says the Simpsons was the dumbest thing she ever saw, and then um, the um, Marge writes her a letter. Yeah. Um, the writers basically write yeah. a letter to them in the voice in, in of the Marge. voice of Marge, and then actually Barbara Bush wrote back. Yeah. Um, and they kind of put that whole thing to rest, mm-hmm. um, which is why Barbara Bush comes off. Quite well mm-hmm. in Two Bad Neighbors. Yeah. Whereas George H. W. Bush does not. Does not. <laughs> you can't look weak in front of the Russians. George. Oh boy. <laughs> he said, "I see you gr- wrestling with local oaf." Um. So, what did what was your favorite joke of this episode? Hmm. Uh, you know, it probably is the the pilot. Um, yeah. It's like, do you want to see how? What does he say? Says you want to see part. where we can't hang right. our coats? It's like, nah, I'd rather press this button. Beep. No. <laughs> We're all gonna, gonna die. die. <laughs> uh, yeah. I also so I love that one. I also love the um, senator. Uh, he's like. You know, I'm very busy at the moment. A little girl has lost her faith in democracy. Good lord! <laughs> I think that whole sequence is really funny. Yeah, the um, the the uh, Congress getting things done mm-hmm. montage yep. is uh, the system works montage yeah, yeah. is probably my favorite part of the entire episode because yeah. it's just like, oh, this show like. It's getting really satirical now. Not only satirical, but they're like they're getting really inventive with their storytelling techniques. Yeah. You know, whereas yeah. before it's pretty much always been following the family in some way. Yeah, this is one of the first times we actually like cut to a whole bunch of different places in succession to yeah. like show the progress of events, and it's it's really it's really well done. Yeah, it's it's fantastic, and just the how much how much comedy they're able to sneak into that thirty seconds is. Amazing. Mm-hmm. It's so great. And it is so sharp. The satire is so sharp. Like, you would you would almost think it was praising democracy if you didn't know how much it was, like... <laughs> not. Not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I also love the piano playing guy. I think he's a great... That is so... F- I just... I love it when Bart nails him with the <laughs> slingshot. It's just... Bam! You just hear him collapse yeah. off screen. <laughs> it's like, it's the rule of three, man. It's great. It's, yeah. you know, the first one, this guy is awful. Yeah. I know, honey. Just sit still. Sit still and wait till it's done. And he then already he played the song. That was about the budget cap. It was about the, the trade, trade gap. And, and then, then, of course, he sings about Lisa's essay. And yeah. then uh, Bart just <laughs> shoots him with a slingshot. <laughs> I love it because he, well, he's he's... The thing is, At least you told me to stand up for what I believe in. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. He's he's had he's shown admirable restraint mm-hmm. because he had the slingshot. It's it's it goes to like it goes to figure that he's had the slingshot on him that of whole course. time, right? And probably a rock. Yeah, and a rock, and like he could have done it at any time. And but Lisa inspired he, him. He was listening to his mom 
right? And you're just like, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. The guy had one chance, and he didn't do it. He had two <laughs> chances, and he didn't do it. He didn't, he didn't do it. Third, no, three strikes, man. That makes <laughs> perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, and Lisa may have inspired him. I think she did. So, did you like this episode? I did. Yeah, I do. I like this episode a lot. Yeah. Um, I I like the family traveling. I like uh, the satirical bits about democracy. Um, I like uh, a good Lisa centric episode where it's not too. I don't know the right word, but sometimes Lisa-centric episodes can be a little too preachy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, as long as it's really funny, I don't mind it. Yeah. But uh, um, this one's good because it's not really her being preachy. She's this, like, wide-eyed, you know, love, like, oh, America, like, I love this country, and then, mm-hmm. like, you know, gets this harsh reality dropped on her, and she goes through what an intelligent uh, eight-year-old would do in that situation, and it's, uh, it's it works well. Yeah, it, it really does. Well for a character, and... The family's reactions to it was great too. Like Homer's simple, you know, what happened to your other essay? Or, or like Lisa, what happened? Your other essay was a little more crowd pleasing. Yeah. <laughs> like there was never any like 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 what, what did why did you do that? Like they they like understood even though Homer wanted the check. Oh yeah, give her the check. <laughs> I was being serious. I I really do enjoy this episode mostly mostly for its satire. I think it's a like. I think it's a brilliant indicator of this show getting exponentially smarter, mm-hmm. right? Um, whether that has anything to do with them adding, uh, like, with them using a, a, a George Meyer first draft or not, I don't know. Yeah. Because he doesn't do many, but he does influence most of the Simpsons jokes Yeah. in some way, right? Because he becomes, I think, probably in this season, the king of the rewrite room mm-hmm. because Simon is... Step aside now. That's right, yeah. All right. Um, so uh, you might want to replace your bingo card with George Meyer. That's right. We're gonna, probably going to talk about him a lot more. Yeah. 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 Um, his, his, his sensibilities really start becoming known, mm-hmm. especially in Lisa-centric episodes. Yeah. Right? He essentially is Lisa. Yes. Um, as, like, when she becomes a fully formed character. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, um, well, a lot of the writers say that they... They identify, identify with Lisa yeah. the most in yeah. terms of their own purpose. They're Harvard eggheads. Harvard eggheads, yeah. yeah. A lot of them are vegetarians, you know. Yeah. Like Lisa yeah. the vegetarian. That's one that could have been really preachy. Yes. Um, but like honestly, the 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 sequence where it's uh, it's just a little dirty. It's still good. It's still good with the the pig mm-hmm. and like. I'm gonna donate a million dollars to the local orphanage when pigs fly, and then it flies by. It's like are you writing that check now, sir. No, I'd still rather not. <laughs> like that. Oh God. Just... And let's not forget Meet and You Partners in Freedom, the documentary that they show <laughs> with Trey McClure. A great moral. <laughs> They'll expect us to let's swallow go to this the killing track. floor. Don't let the name fool you. It's not really, really out of. It's really not a. Floor. It's really more of a steel mesh to allow solids to slosh through or something. Oh, they can't expect us to swallow this tripe. <laughs> now for some free tripe. <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, so, wrapping up here. Yeah. Um, we will be talking next about 
Uh, obviously, more episodes and seasons. When Flanders Failed. When Flanders Failed, and Bart the Murderer. Oh, great episode. Bart the Murderer. Oh, that's the, that's the Skinner one! Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited! <laughs> First appearance of Fat Tony. That's right, I love that episode. Oh, I so love that. Spoiler alert, I love that episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's so good. Uh... Flanders Failed, that's one I, I haven't seen very often. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I may have seen it's another it like, one that was produced for season two. Really? Yeah. I, I may have seen it four or five times. Right? Like mm-hmm. it's, I haven't seen it that many times. I like how it's like four or five is not many. It's a great it's a great Homer and Flanders episode. Mm. Because you rarely get to see a real relationship between them. Um, and uh, you know what? Stay tuned next time. Yeah. And uh, I'll talk more about that. You'll finish your thought. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Hold it. It's a cliffhanger. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's about it for this episode. Thanks for tuning in once again. And uh, if yeah. you have any corrections or omissions, you can email us at the Hammock District on Third Numerical Three at Gmail dot com or leave a comment on our Facebook wall on our web zone. As always, please like, subscribe, comment, whatever. Yeah, I send us subscriptions really help. Yeah, and uh, send us some fucking t-shirts. Yeah, Matt, some want, college girls. Send us some t-shirts. That'd be great. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, so uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next time for the next Golden Age episode. We did it! Yeah, we're having fun. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>